0: to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria and I'm
1: Laz
0: and this is our first video on the channel. Yeah, so talking. I know, very exciting. So welcome <laughs> to the channel. As we've told you and as you've seen in the description, you're going to get a lot of content from us about all things heavy metal and we're going to start today with one of our topics which is going to be classic album reviews and we discussed it and we thought, you know, there's quite a few to choose from but what yeah. better way to start the channel off like this than to do the first ever complete heavy metal album. So we will be reviewing Paranoid by Black Sabbath. So Dash, why don't you give us some quick facts about the album?
1: Okay, so Black Sabbath, for those of you who don't know, is a British heavy metal band, and... uh, which consists of Ozzy Osbourne on vocals, Bill Ward on drums, Giza Butler on bass, and Tony Iommi on guitar. That's so yeah, I know, I know, brilliant stuff. Now in my notes here, I've got some interesting info for you about the album. So it was released on the 18th of September, 1970. So like a while back, a while back, uh, recorded uh, during five days from the 16th to the 21st of June of the same year in uh, Regent Sound in London. And uh, it consists of eight tracks uh, and is around 42 minutes long. And it was produced by Roger Bain. Mm.
0: And the interesting thing about this album is you heard me say earlier that it's the first complete heavy metal album. Now there's some debate about what happens here because it's said that the first heavy metal album is Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath, released on February 13th, 1970. That's the day that metal was born, so a big, important day. (laughs) But the problem with that album is that it, can you can definitely say it's not entirely heavy metal there are huge elements of metal there you've got the first thing instances of doom metal coming in um the tritone which is a huge part of the inception of metal but you had songs like the wizard which were quite bluesy and just very not metally so whilst there was huge elements of metal there there was also a lot of stuff that wasn't metal so paranoid is entirely metal and that's why we consider this to be the first ever full heavy metal album so, so yeah. we get
1: into the yeah. songs? Yeah, shall we get into the songs? The
0: first one is War Pigs. Track one, Warpigs. Track one. Um, this is a wicked song. I've covered it um, with a band I was playing with, uh, and it's just so much fun to play. And I think the first thing you've got to think about with this song is it's got a one minute intro before any vocals come in.
1: Yeah, that's quite different. Different, isn't it?
0: Because, you know, if you think about the 70s rock, up until late 60s rock coming into this point, you're talking your Deep Purple, your um, Iron Maiden, your Deep Purple, your Led Zeppelin. Uh, Even if we want to call Beatles and Rolling Stones kind of rocky, you're never going to go a minute without hearing vocals. Unless it's an instrumental, you're never going to go one minute until you hear some vocals. And as we know, do you think heavy metal is quite importantly, I think, there's lots of instrumental stuff going on.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a huge part of it. But, you know, to me as a singer, I, of course, look at the melodies. I look at their vocals and stuff. And I think we all agree that Ozzy is quite a character, isn't yeah. he? I don't really look at him as a singer. I look at him as a performer, as an artist, as a persona. And I think he's very heavy metal himself. Yeah. You know, it's about the attitude for me personally. So in Warpix, I think that... I love the verses. I just love the melody. It's like ascending. And then descending. It's It's cool. I just, I really love it. And it's very singy. And uh, yeah, what is it about?
0: So the lyrics are about Satan. Um, It's about, you know, uh, yeah. So (laughs) it comes from the, the the title War Pigs was meant to be called Wool Purges, which I believe is like the satanic version of Christmas. But the record label said, nope, no way, you're not calling it wool Purgis. <laughs> so what they did is they call it War Pigs because they realised that actually the real Satanists, in their opinion, are the bank owners of the world, um, the warmongers, okay. you know, the people who start wars. Um, and I think that's actually shown in a lyric where they say... Um, uh, oh, my mind's gone blank, I can't remember it. We'll get back to it. Um, but yeah, that's the lyrical content of it. Um, yeah. Quite Satanist, which is what they were famous for. And that's another key to the fact that this is... Um, heavy, metal heavy metal album. album yeah
1: absolutely the lyrical lyrics, content yeah. is as
0: important they say yep. the first ever heavy metal lyrics were rolling stones painted black because it's dark it's depressing mm. it invokes dark feelings inside you you know yeah. I see a red door and I want it painted black like that is just dark yeah, it is. Um, and so lyrics are a huge fundamental part of heavy metal when when describing something as heavy metal um, I and do we think see this so. Here in Warpigs.
1: Yeah, and I, you know what? I'm sure we're going to talk about it again today. But I see this a lot in this album. It's very lyric based, and if you, you know, listen to it maybe alongside this episode, actually, you know, mm. listen to it, and uh, you'll definitely see what we're talking about. And I find it, you know, people always say that metal is like all fast and yeah. this, that, the other, and some people don't even look at the lyrics. And like, I understand that. Fair enough, but. It's a huge part
0: of it. I remember the lyrics. It goes, politicians lock themselves away. Um, They're the ones who started the war. Something, something, something. They leave that to the poor. So, yeah. So, political, but with that satanic undertones. Um, Other things about war pigs, musically, I mean, this is the first instance. You know, you've got things like Deep Purple have done things like Child in Time, where you've got long, extended instrumental sections. But it hits home differently here and there's a certain darkness about the music. So Warpigs is where we first see, you know, extended solos, unusual verses. How many verses in a rock song do you know that's just a hi-hat and (laughs) vocals? And then the vocals, that's it. Extended solos, drum fills littered throughout the song. And
1: I'm sure we're going to talk about it again.
0: Yeah, drums yeah. will talk Yeah, there's a song Drums definitely will
1: talk about it. Um, Should we move else? on? Yeah,
0: I think Warpigs is done now. No, it's a binder. I, I love else. that song.
1: I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, let's move on. I mean, all songs
0: are great in this album. It is a solid, yeah. A
1: little spoiler.
0: <laughs> the next one is um, uh, what I call the pop song of heavy metal, which is Paranoid, the title track of the album. And it was actually written as an afterthought. It was the last one they did of the whole album. Um, that's such a cool fact Well, it's because they needed one more song they were like I've only got seven we should do one more and they just wrote it and from the start of recording the song to finishing recording it it took 25 minutes so that's how quickly you can churn out uh, a heavy metal classic and it's
1: become the title track
0: the title track yeah and it is a signature heavy metal song it
1: is no one I mean
0: I think it's one of those songs that everyone knows absolutely
1: absolutely and I just yeah is just so that's another thing about the ad It's so heavy metal to just yeah. write a track and record it in 25 it minutes is, yeah amazing
0: the lyrics of this song are about depression um and being paranoid because of the depression um mm-hmm. so again we're talking about dark lyrics
1: shall we move on
0: um what well, we should talk about the signature riff i mean and what you've got there is you're not another thing about heavy metal is that when you, I mean, when you look at genres that have come before, when you look at your blues and your mm. jazz, it's very important to figure out, for the musicians, the tonality of a specific chord. Because yeah. if you're playing a chord in jazz, then you need to know whether it's major or minor so that the soloist can play the right notes.
1: Let's say what tonality is in very simple words.
0: Warning. The following few minutes are full of boring music theory that's probably not going to impact your life in any way. But we spent too much time studying to not let you know that we know this stuff. It not means just major
1: uh, and minor, but maybe maybe one, you know, some some viewers don't know through it. Through. Well, major is basically just happy, happier sound, and minor is sad. So you would think, okay, metal, probably minor, right?
0: <laughs> you think <laughs> but... so, yeah. But a key, you know, a, a huge thing that came along with the idea of heavy metal was the power chord. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it came before metal, but it was utilised so much because this means you you don't really have to attribute a tonality to a chord it doesn't have to be major or minor yeah so
1: say that power chord is one and five okay just one and five first and fifth note just let's just say that okay yeah. and tonality is determined by the third note mm-hmm. so what's in the middle of that it can either be you know then major or minor but when you just play one and five
0: yeah you mm-hmm. don't have
1: to stick to a tonality person exactly yeah so that's really cool i yeah. found that really cool Planet Caravan.
0: That's the next one. Yeah, Planet Caravan. And this is interesting because you're getting... I mean, you know, you've got thinking in in the mid-60s, the Beatles were really pushing the boundaries of what you could do in the studio and the equipment you could use. And you can hear that here. Yeah. Um, they're using a ring modulator on Aussie's voice and they're putting it through a Leslie speaker.
1: How oh, cool. Um, Such yeah. a novelty at that time. And I actually didn't, you know, when I was listening to it, I remember not recognising Aussie there. I was like,
0: is it Ozzy? There was some who thought it was Bill Ward singing and we looked at it, didn't oh, we? It said yeah. it was Aussie. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about Planet Caravan... Yeah, lyrically, it's interesting because they actually said they didn't want to do a song just about love. So what, what can you do to metal, to metal up a song about love? You do it about a couple who are in love, but going through space and going around the planets and all that stuff. So, yeah, that was Black Sabbath's uh, answer to give us a love song, basically. Um, it's
1: brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, I also thought that... When I was listening to it, because the guitar solo is actually quite jazzy. Yeah, you know? it's definitely
0: got the gypsy jazz elements it's in it. has got
1: this lounge vibe about it. I was like, you know, if I didn't know that this is Black Sabbath, and if I, I don't know, went to the restaurant and heard it, yeah. that wouldn't even, like... We call it elevator like, Yeah, I was like, wow, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like lounge vibes, you know, it's cool. It's really different. So how is that metal to you? That's my question to you. What do you
0: think? Um... I don't think it necessarily is per se, but it, the 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 sound of the song in general is quite kind of dark. I mean, it's oh. about a song in love, but all the effects. I think the effects play a big part here because, like we said, you know, you've got this ring modulator that's making Ozzy's voice sound all spacey and it's floating. A bit eerie, in yeah. a way, and the bass as well. And you've got to think about the tone of the instruments. You know, the bass tone hasn't really changed. Um, it sounds less aggressive. There's probably less gain and less sort of, you know, bite on the bass, but hmm. it still sounds like Lisa Butler's bass. Um, Bill Ward's doing some percussive stuff, which I think is really cool. Um, okay. But we know that it's not it's not unusual for heavy metal bands or heavy metal albums to have slow songs on. And I'm sure um, we'll talk about this in the future. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is the one that kind of kicked it off. And I think one. it's
1: really brave. To just, For the
0: third song of the album. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's very brave and it's like, again, it's about the attitude. Like, we keep coming back to this. To, to me, it's yeah. about that, you know? It's about, well, we want to do this kind of song. We will, you know? And, and you, yeah, you're, you're going to hear that?
0: it throughout their career. They do it, you know, every album they kind of do a song like this. They did in, in uh, 13, it's called, is um, it Zeitgeist? And then in. like
1: 13.
0: Uh, in Volume 4, it was Changes. You know, these are not mm. heavy metal songs but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a heavy metal album because the content of the songs, the lyrics, um, that could all contribute. The
1: sound. Yeah. You know, all sorts of effects that they use Mm. and stuff like that.
0: Next one, Iron Man. One of heavy metal's signature riffs and it's kind of like that riff that everyone knows i'm sure it'd be like top five and everyone's the greatest guitar riffs of all time absolutely um but it's just really simple really isn't it and again at the start you've got that distorted voice yeah you know that really freaked
1: me out when i was listening to it i was like whoa what was that about but again another novelty yeah at that time we need to remember that this was like over 50 years ago now. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's a crazy. long time. But yeah, you know what? You told me why it's called Iron Man. Tell our viewers. It's such a cool story. Oh, yeah, because Ozzy
0: Osbourne, um, he was saying, well, when they wrote the lyrics, when he heard the riff, he said, uh, I just I just feel like it's like a big iron bloke walking around. <laughs> and someone said, Ozzy, we can't call it Iron Bloke. And he's like, right, well, what about Iron Man? Oh, like, yeah, much better,
1: much better. <laughs> nice, Ozzy. Uh,
0: what would you call it? Impression. Impression. Yeah, Thank thanks. Nice. Um, one thing in the intro, if you think when you've got that, you've got that bass drum, it's just boom, boom, boom. And then you've got the guitar sliding down going, boom. And it's really horrible to listen to. Now, what we call that in, in music term for anyone who's not familiar with um, sort of music uh, language is that's called dissonance, where it just, it, it, it simply doesn't sound nice, does it? Yeah. You've got consonants, which does sound nice, yeah. and dissonance, which doesn't sound nice. And you don't necessarily have to link dissonance with minor, but it yeah. can do that. So yeah. if you remember, we take it back to War Pigs. Um, you've got the descending thing that goes da Because those notes are so close together they don't really work being played next to each other. This is all to do with scales and chords and stuff. And that's dissonance. So you had it in War Pigs and you got it here. Just this horrible sound of not nice
1: yeah but and you know what i hear a lot of dissonance in this album yeah and this is another reason why it's heavy metal to me
0: yeah and this is something we know from their first album the first two or three notes of their first song of the first album now we spoke to you about the power chord which is the root and fifth of a scale again we're not going to get too musicy but (laughs) it's the first and the fifth note of a scale and you play them together that's the power chord Now, there is something called a tritone, which Mm. we will sort of talk about for a bit now. Um, The tritone is playing the root and the flat five, which means the first and the fifth, but then one one note closer than the fifth. And it has this horrible sound. Go and listen to it on the first song of the first album. And it's the third note. So it goes... (laughs) That's the one. And that, because it sounds (laughs) so horrible to you. And that, you call it an interval when you put two notes, one after the other. The church, the British church, banned that interval from being played on piano or hymns or whatever. Because they called it the, well, the, the official term is the Diablos in Musica, which is the devil in music. The tritone, the devil in music, you don't want it. Yeah, you've got Sabbath here writing about Satan. Mm. trying to be against the system Mm -hmm. of course they're going to go no thank you to the church (laughs) Uh, we're going to take this and so you can hear this flat five come out at various points throughout the album And like i said the first track of the first album
1: yeah and also about iron man you know there's again lots of drum fills uh like i said we're going to go back and talking about drums and Yeah. yeah lots and lots of drum fills and they're very memorable
0: Yep. Actually. and we get the first in Iron Man you get the kind of first um instances of this this chari- this stereotypical black Sabbath song structure where they kind of do an intro, a verse and a chorus, a verse and a chorus, and then they just change things up completely. They'll change the tempo. Um, they'll change, not necessarily the time signature, but they'll just get something different going on. They'll, they'll they'll change the feel of it, and they'll get a guitar solo coming in, and we'll normally call this like the bridge section of the song. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time we hear Sabbath's, you know, intro, chorus, verse, whatever, break, and then go to a new section.
1: Yeah, that was, that was really great. And then when I was listening to... You know some of the tracks you have this really distinctive changes and mm. i'm like oh is that the same song yeah. like literally it makes you think like if you just have it playing on spotify or something yeah and you know i was like i literally had to look i was like oh it's the same song and bring
0: it back, <laughs> Yeah. so this one is called electric funeral and it's actually another one of those kind of staple heavy metal riffs yeah um, absolutely
1: iconic riff. everyone I think.
0: knows yeah yeah Again, lyrically, they're talking about nuclear warfare. (laughs) So, everything we've seen. uh, Sorry, quick, let's go back to Iron Man and say it's about a post apocalyptic world where an Iron Man comes in and he does something or other. But pay attention to those words post apocalyptic. So, apocalypse. There has not been a song about anything good (laughs) lyrically on this album. And that's fine. Why is it fine? Because it's heavy metal. You know, this is what it's about. Um, So, you've got nuclear warfare you're talking with. And you've got that really. We spoke just then about the break in the song, which mm-hmm. changes up. Mm-hmm. What kind of music did you feel you heard in that middle section of Electric Funeral?
1: Oh, my goodness. I don't remember.
0: It's very jazzy. I think oh, you've, got that, you've got that. you talking about that? have got Butler going... Doo, 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 walking doo, doo,
1: doo. bass, like.
0: Almost walking like bass, what? yeah.
1: Jazzy much? <laughs> and this
0: is just showing you that, you know... Sabbath is still in new territory here. You know, they've done their first album, mm. which we already said had blues, had rock, had elements of metal. But now that this is a out-and-out heavy metal album, you're still drawing in from your influences. Dash mentioned the gypsy jazz kind of guitar yeah. in Planet Caravan, and we've got this kind of jazzy section in the middle of Electric Funeral. They're not going to get rid of their blues and jazz influence just like that. No. It but takes you know time. What
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they've turned something literally jazzy in terms of feel and notes into a heavy metal song
1: and it's just so musical I, I can feel this blues and jazz in this yeah and it's it's there's just something about it i don't know maybe because i like blues myself mm. you know i'm biased but yeah i do think it adds to it and uh, together with this really dark sort of lyrics and dark yeah. content it just works it really does and you know Also. There's a very dissonant
0: vocal melody in the song. Yeah, yeah. And you, But the, yeah. the melody, again, is simple. Why don't you talk to us as a vocalist about his melodies? Because they're just so simple and so effective.
1: <laughs> they are. They are. And the way he projects, it's like, let's be honest, he's not the best and most mind-blowing singer in the world, is he? it's not about that it's (laughs) about the way he sings it's about again his attitude and he's got this very high register based tone you know and uh, it's clean sound really there's there isn't much of what you call that distortion you know Uh, growling screaming you don't have that it's
0: just kind of shouting isn't it it? shouting in melodies but (laughs)
1: Conversational, what's
0: wrong with that? Like, this is this that's is heavy nothing. metal, and this is where, yeah, you know, there are no rules essentially. Um, and that's why I think is really important about heavy metal in general. Yeah, um, you know, I know it's the first video we're doing, and we're meant to kind of stick to the album, and we obviously will, but he- heavy metal doesn't need rules, and that's what I think is so important. We already said you don't have to commit to a key, it doesn't have to be major or minor, yeah. um, you don't have to be the best singer. Um, it's not yours. It's US. US. okay. I know I'm not the best singer. Um, and what is the best? There You know, it's mm.
1: mm. another episode.
0: That's another
1: episode. <laughs> um,
0: and you know, the, like I said, they're using the tritone, the flat five. Yeah. The rules are there to be broken, and Black Sabbath are breaking all the rules with this album, and they would continue to do so for the rest of their yeah. career.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I feel like they're in the best way, like possible. They don't care about what. Like no. anyone thinks when you make music
0: as good as they do, why would you? It's like it seems to have. <laughs> it feels like to me, from what they did from the first album, that if I was them, sat in the studio, having heard all these all these paranoid songs finished, you'd been like, yes, yeah, we've we've got what we wanted, um, because it is such a unique sound and yeah. such a an early stage of heavy metal's history,
1: especially for the time. Like we need to keep in mind that this was like fifty yeah. years ago. Bit more than that, That's actually. Crazy, yeah. So yeah, really, really great. Shall
0: we move on? We have what three tracks oh, left on the album? One, my favorite one next is "Hand of Doom." Hand of Doom, which is really, really cool. Because where do you start lyrically? It's about the effect of drugs uh, on Vietnam War veterans. Oh no, no, is that the wrong one? Yes, no, no, I'm right. Yeah, no, no, it's about right. the effect of heroin. So they played at two army bases um, on a certain tour or whatever, and they saw the effect from the Vietnam War, the heroin and the war had had on these soldiers. And so this is why they wrote the song Hand of wow. Doom. Um, Musically, you've got that... I'd
1: say it's a very bluesy vibe again in the beginning.
0: You hear blues and I hear jazz. There's <laughs> a kind of syncopated... So for this, again, music terminology for those who don't know, syncopation is when you play off the beat. So you've got da, da, that's on the beat. Da, off the beat is da, da. Da, so you're just playing off it. And you've got this bass that goes. And it, you look at us. We're doing our shoulders because yeah. that's what it does. It makes you, that's the whole Which point. of you it. Yeah. You just sort of bounce along with it. Yeah. And that's very jazzy. It's very bluesy.
1: It's true. I think it's the sound for me, overall sound. You go in more. Theoretical
0: rhythmically, I think you're going notes on. I'm
1: going more notes. You're going more rhythms. Yeah, because you're a bass player, I get that completely.
0: And it is a bass lead. Yeah, it's a bass
1: thing. Yeah, Uh, but again, drums for me are just going crazy in this track.
0: Now, the interesting thing about this song and what Dash mentioned about drums and I mentioned about bass is you can hear. I believe in this song the biggest influences uh, of the bands that come before. If you look at, take this is Led Zeppelin song, "Dazed and Confused." Listen to the bass of that. It's dissonant, and it's just the bass, and it's a descending little sort of bass motif. And then the... uh, Not the tempo, the dynamics pick up for the chorus. And it does the same in this song. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, for me, is where you're kind of hearing what Sabbath took from the likes of Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple, who had only released albums a year or so before. But you've got to think, British, Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin, both British, Led Zeppelin Deep Purple the pre-heavy metal bands, mm-hmm. you know, they did so much for, for for Sabbath coming in and just nailing this heavy metal. And I think this, for me, is the biggest song where you can hear it because you've got the bluesy influence, which was so hugely Led Zeppelin, very bluesy. Yeah. You've got, in my opinion, the jazz influence. And what I put the jazz influence back towards is the band Cream, Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker. Mm-hmm. Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce were two huge jazz players, but they turned their jazz knowledge into blues rock and this is that's what you got cream with and i yeah. think this is where sabbath take from cream most notably like you said the drums yeah. there's a song called toad by cream which is just a drum solo and you can hear where this comes in mm. can't you
1: yeah absolutely absolutely you can hear all these influences plus like you said all british
0: yeah, you've got this scene going on. Imagine you're see, just sort yeah, touring just seeing, around and yeah. you're seeing all these bands. You, you see Zeppelin playing down the road from you, you know. Really oh, cool, would not it? such a cool time. There, I, I remember Amazing there's time. a story I heard where there's one night where you could have... There, there is an actual date, this actually happened, but there was one night where you could walk through Soho and basically, like, in bars across the road from each other, you had The Kinks at one bar, Hendrix at another bar, The Who at another bar and someone else, I don't want to say in case I'm wrong, but someone like Zeppelin at the fourth bar.
1: Like,
0: Imagine that. What a in, night
1: out. Who you know? see, though?
0: Tell us in the comments. Do you go see Hendrix, The Who, The Kinks, or Zeppelin? Can you go
1: for like a bit? Just keep keep going. <laughs> yeah.
0: keep going. Just <laughs> go and do one song of each. And just go like back. a bar oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crawl. The pub of crawl of 60s British rock. <laughs>
1: I love it. Excellent. Um, love anything
0: it. else on Hannah Doom? I mean, you've got the shuffle in the middle. You've got a blues-inspired yeah. shuffle. Yep. Yeah. Just I mean, again, again. Uh, it's yeah, it is again. undoubtedly, lyrically, no choice, dynamics, production, it is a heavy metal song, yet mm. you're hearing blues, jazz, it's just brilliant. But then it again, fantastic.
1: and that's probably a topic for another episode, genres are so linked and connected, yeah. and uh, it's all, you know everyone is influencing everyone let's just say that okay we do, we all take inspiration from somewhere yeah. so and this yeah.
0: isn't heavy metal specific this is no it's just generally specific.
1: yeah music
0: the next one's rat, rat salad which is interesting this is a drum solo so like i said if you go and listen to toad by cream and moby dick by led zeppelin then you're gonna hear what, what i think bill ward has oh, yeah. gotten his inspiration from absolutely um you start off with a riff with the whole band together then you give the drums their moment and then yeah. you kind of come back to the riff. So it's Brilliant. pretty pretty obvious. But, and I've um, really
1: enjoyed drums in this album. They sound really so good. Have. They
0: sound so good. And Bill Ward's a monster player. He's a jazz player as well. Yeah. He was taught jazz. Um
1: you see again, I'm not surprised, and I just love that they have been brave. They're not they're not betraying their background per se.
0: I feel it's like
1: not even betraying, but you know what I mean. I feel me.
0: more like they're just taking what they've learned and applying it to what they want to do. brilliant. Fine, I know all this jazz stuff here. Do I want to write and play jazz? No. Well, mm. let's take what I know and let's use it yeah. for what I'm doing here. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like we said, we don't need to say it again, we're hearing these influences throughout this album mm-hmm. and that's why it's just so cracking, isn't it? Yep, yeah.
1: brilliant. Last Final track. Song? Yeah,
0: again, another not a great... um I mean, no one actually knows really what the lyrics are about. Some people <laughs> have said it's about skinheads and someone, uh, a skinhead called Geezer Butler a fairy because he had long hair. Okay, fairies
1: wear boots as a Fairies the wear track. boots, yeah. yeah. Fairies wear and boots. And so I
0: think this is Giza saying, you're a fairy and you're wearing boots because skinheads ter- stereotypically wear like platform shoes and boots and stuff. Others have said it's about uh, the influence of LSD on this band and sort of taking drugs. It could be about both.
1: Yeah, um, could be.
0: But yeah, musically, I mean, the same thing we spoke about. Long intros Long and intro. crazy drum fills.
1: Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, again, shuffling.
0: Yeah, 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 shuffling.
1: Shuffling. Again, so see you guys, like, we, we keep talking about roughly the same thing, but it just keeps coming back.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, they, they, yeah they've had an idea absolutely. for this album, but they've been so innovative and so unique with the way they've created this and the, the specific style they've gone for. Um, hmm. And incredible. I also think I love this album. it's
1: very kind of bluesy singing and vocal phrasing from
0: Ozzy in this one Yeah, yeah, it's very I gotta believe it Yeah, get... yeah, it's yeah, like very, yeah you're good very point, yeah very. So for me, this album, I mean, it's just so hugely important We don't need to go over it again about how it is the first complete heavy metal album <laughs> You've got the importance of the lyrics, um, which is dark throughout the whole album. Dark, miserable, depressing. You've got the music, which has taken the influences of blues and jazz that they knew before, but they completely moulded it. You know, like we said, the first album, there's debate. Is it a blues rock album? Is it a hard rock album? Is it a metal album? This is a metal album, but you can still hear them apply what they've known before. Influences. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: I think the songs are just so well written and they haven't, Stuck to a, a particular style, you know, they've got these yeah. long intros, they've got drum yeah. feels all over the place. A drum solo, you know, we know Zeppelin and Cream did that, but this is a different kind of fish altogether. Because... To me,
1: yeah, just looking at that time, it's very innovative for the time, I think,
0: personally. Yeah. yeah, because when you look at Zeppelin and Cream and what where they came from, the blues and the jazz, they have blues and jazz have solos in, yeah, and they have drum solos. And metal was new. So who, who who was to say that metal had solos or not? Well, mm-hmm. Sabbath were. Yeah. Because they put solos in that were yeah. gypsy jazz sounding, Absolutely. drum solos in.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um And I just don't think you can really say anything about how important this album was to metal. It was the... the they could have gone in several directions after the first album, like yeah. we said. But they decided to follow the one that essentially gave us the genre that we're here right now talking about and that we all know and love, and that is heavy metal. So yeah. thank you, Black Sabbath, for that.
1: Thank you, Black Sabbath, yeah. indeed. And you know, also, I think to me, I agree with you on lots of things, Well pretty much on everything, because I, I really do. Yeah, It's lyric-based, yes, to me, 100%, because I know that some people will actually say, like, well, that's not a heavy metal album. That's a heavy blues album. Or, like, heavy, just hard rock album. Mm. Or, you know but if you really break it down and if you take into account that you know the lyrics if you take into account i mean for me it's the whole attitude of doing what you want to do we're doing what you enjoy doing what you like that's very metal to me and yeah i love that
0: what's your favorite track
1: oh i quite like electric funeral yeah
0: yeah the riff is so good the
1: riff is just so good
0: yeah but you know what honestly
1: i love lots of tracks
0: and I've there, there's not I, there's thing. not a bad song on it no. there's not a bad song on it
1: no
0: um, I, I don't I'm with they... these reviews guys I don't think we're not gonna give it a rating are we I think we should no, no let's just yeah. talk through we're just, talk just through what we've it. done yeah. Um, so yeah I
1: mean I'll give it a 5 anyway
0: Like, if, if I 5 out of 10 no on oh, five, 5 stars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ok
1: 10 out of 10 but yeah no I don't want to really rate it you know <laughs> let's just let's just talk about it but yeah
0: overall iconic The most important heavy metal album of all time.
1: Well, there you go. That's a good place
0: to sum it up. Perfect, yeah. Thank you very much, guys, for coming to the first video. And we are the the Minds of Metal. And this has been the first classic album review. We've got so much more to come. Like we said, new and modern reviews, metal debates, chronicling a band's history. We're very excited and we hope you're gonna be with us on this journey.
1: Please don't forget to give us a like, a share, and subscribe to our channel for more videos. And can you just let our viewers know and listeners about the podcast?
0: Yeah, so this is also going to be available as a podcast. Go to any of your podcasting platforms, your Spotify's, your Apples, your Amazon, and just search Minds of Metal and you're gonna see us there. And all we're gonna do is we're gonna take the audio from these videos and put them there. So for those of you who do like to listen to this stuff when you're on your way to work or when you're working out at the gym or whatever we've got the podcast for you so search minds of metal on any of your podcast uh, searches and we'll be there
1: so have yourselves a lovely day i always want to wish you a lovely day because i used to do that <laughs> in my old videos so have yourselves a lovely day and we'll see you again very soon
0: and i'll, I'll say that have yourselves a metal day let's do yes. that yes have so I do it again metal day. Do okay you.
1: shall i do the metal day? no
0: i do metal. Okay. i do lovely
1: have yourselves a lovely day
0: have yourselves a metal day
1: and we'll see you again soon <laughs>